You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, my name is Kim. Um, I just feel so bizarre sitting in a room talking to myself. I've never, like... I've never spoken to myself as if I'm talking with people, but there's no people here. This feels bizarre. I feel like I need to be drunk or something. But I have an idea. Um, and I'm like shitting myself talking here, but I think this idea is a good one. And even just amongst my friends, to have a place to listen to conversations that are real um during this lockdown so we're a year basically in and out of lockdowns i feel like i've had more conversations with my friends that are real than i've ever had i suppose there's no distractions no dramas we're not talking about nights out we're not talking about what we're at in college we're just talking to each other and we're really getting to know each other and it's weird it's first I think it can be uncomfortable and then it's like you're falling in love with your friends all over again because you're getting to know the real people so I'm in my third year of college um, I'm studying music and English and I live in Galway and all my friends, or most of them, are in NUI as well. And we are navigating this weird environment that sometimes is fun, sometimes is positive, sometimes is grim, and so boring. But I have never realised the value of conversation. Well, I have before you know, conversing is great, you get like a warm feeling in your belly if you're having a conversation that you care about. But it seems to be different now. People are going one way or the other. They're being raw and honest. Or, you know, they're still putting up that front or putting on that mask and pretending that they're okay. And there's no judgment when I say that. But I want to have a conversation with people like you know young people old people of all ages um that are real you know everyone has their story everyone has 
things that they want to do. I think a lot of people have dreams and they don't speak about them because they disassociated themselves with that dream a long time ago. Or people are trying to find their passions. You know, they're, I'm just gonna like talk from my own age, like 21 and my friends are 21. People are trying to find their passions and they don't know what they are. And I just want to have a place where you can listen to real, authentic, integral conversations. Um, and I don't know what they're going to be about, um, whether they're going to be about books, about people's stories, about dreams, ambitions, about lockdown, about anything. But I want to get first all my friends on individually and talk to them and then I don't know I don't know well they're probably the going to be the only people who listen to this but there's so much to talk about and yet I find myself well I can't not myself really but generically our generation talks about the same shit all the time um and I think a lot of us don't really care about it. So, yeah, it's an idea. Um, and I'm excited. So this was a really bad introduction. It's just me talking. Um, try not to shit myself because it's quite nerve-wracking. Um, but I know I would like to listen to this. I mean, it's just something you put on when you're trying to get your steps in on your daily walk. But I do think there's just a massive lack of honesty or authenticity in our generation. We pretend to be things we're not, like me included, and pretend to feel things that we don't feel or vice versa. And we need to get really honest with each other and stop judging. And we need to connect. We need to connect with each other and try and understand each other because, I mean, you can pick up your phone and talk to any of your friends. Instantly you can see if they're online, you can check them out to see if they're in the air. But we're not connecting and we're not understanding each other. I think it's one thing that I really believe that the best feeling, for me anyways, is to feel understood or that someone is trying to understand you. So, yeah. I think, I think this would be a great thing, even if it was just for me and my friends. And I got a bit of a buzz out of it. I think it would be good. But anyways, um, maybe will I talk about myself? Um, I went to school in Afton Ryan, um, secondary school. No, I I'll start from the start actually. I went to primary school in Carlisle, in Carlisle National School, and kid um i'd recently discovered that i was actually very anxious all through primary school but i didn't know at the time i thought it was like really happy and then yeah nothing like significant to talk about now there's always things to talk about when you're talking about your own school experiences or whatever but the only real significant thing that happened to me in primary school worth noting that i feel is worth noting right now is that i was quite a chubby kid well, I mean, yeah, I was a bit chubby, like, you know, more than um, 
no one else chose a book of what you thought. And in fifth class, before sixth class, I got slagged for it, or I think the lad said something to me and I went off the book. And that was just like the start of a new journey for me. Um, I went to home and decided I was going to diet and lose weight. So I um, began this diet in fifth class and it continued in sixth class and I kind of, as a, I think probably the year 11, I tried to figure out how to diet because obviously when you're that young you have no awareness and also at that time like you had very little, like you, the knowledge I was getting anyway was from reading mom's like inquirer magazines um, where they slated celebrities for their bodies so it was all a bit fucked up and sick but anyways uh yeah so I went on a diet and I continued to diet through sixth class and I started losing a bit of weight and then I suppose I got into the mindset that once I lose weight and I'm skinny like my friends I'll be happy and I'll be accepted and all that comes with a young female mindset uh going into secondary school you want to be popular you want to be liked by the lads um all this sort of shit so um my diet kind of developed into a bit of an obsession and then the summer before first year I started doing the press I um did nothing but stay at home and eat my three meals a day my three small meals and the way I dieted was to look at what my friends ate who were skinny, look at their meals and then just recreate them and eat them. So say one of my friends I saw had like a ham and cheese sandwich for lunch, so like very basic knowledge, that's what I would eat for lunch. And uh, one of my friends has Weetabix for breakfast, she's very skinny, I'll have Weetabix for breakfast. One of my friends has, um, I don't know what, the chicken curry for her dinner, so I'll have that. And I told mom what I would have and what I wouldn't have. And I had that the same time every day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, didn't snack, didn't do anything. I went on the elliptical trainer at home. I ran, um, I did everything and I lost a lot of weight. And then I went first year and I had lost a significant amount of weight and I wasn't happy, I was worse because my head was obviously fucked from staying at home all the time. I didn't go out really to meet people because I didn't want to not like be away from my food routine. So like if I was to meet friends and they all got ice cream, well then what would I do? I'd have to sit there and I would miss my lunchtime and then what would I eat? And so I just didn't go. So no wonder my head was fucked when I started first year. I started first year anyways and I was really looking forward to secondary school. You know, I don't know, I think many kids have this mindset that like you go to secondary school it's this exciting new world, like your your real fun really starts. But for me it didn't. It was shit. Um went to or started first year and yeah, I just the shock of it. I was so anxious and oh I feel so sorry for myself. Like I was just a little anxious wreck and I was dealing with anxiety particularly like being aware of it, like being intense having little anxiety attacks, not knowing what they were. So I kind of, every morning then the bus, it kind of got gradually worse and worse and it was very quiet um, for the first week of uh, secondary school and then eventually I went down to my mom and I just broke down. I was like, I hate it. I hate school, I hate this, I hate it all. And um, it's so funny, like I still, this like I would be used to talking about a lot of things openly, but I still get uh, emotional 
thinking of this because I was so young and like I just wanted to be liked and I wanted to be skinny and accepted and I didn't I didn't know what was going on I was so confused and anyways when they brought my mom and dad brought me to doctors and they you know some of them said there's nothing wrong with me like one good doctor not to know he said like you know you're just really anxious um, so I started with uh, CAMS in Galway. So it's, uh, I don't know if they're still around, I'll look into it, but they are like a counselling service for kids, uh, kind of like Jigsaw for kids, um, but they're brilliant. And I went to them for a year. My dad brought me every Tuesday after school and they were so, so good. And like just the fact that I remember I didn't tell any of my friends because I felt like an absolute weirdo, but this was one place I could go every Tuesday and they knew how I was really feeling and that made all the difference and yeah I got much better and the dieting relaxed a bit I think it did I kind of calmed down and I was playing camogie all the time with my friends and yeah it was fine like and then I mean I still had a very unhealthy relationship with food but I wasn't um obsessed over it and I wasn't doing um I don't remember anyways like binging and then purging um, I think I was okay and so then yeah I continued to play camogie and have fun with my friends and usual wholesome, uh, wholesome country kitty stuff and then second year third year kind of back, like in and out like as I got more stress like in in the junior cert my I'm going to call it an eating disorder because I don't want to downplay um, the problems around food because it's so common and the older I get I'm like so many people are struggling with uh, their relationships with food females um, now I can't speak for lads because I've never encountered a lad who's had like a food obsession or an unhealthy relationship with food but I'm sure it exists like absolutely I know it does but I do think it's more prominent in girls and I yeah I feel like we need to stop saying things you know it's not eating disorder unless someone is bulimic or they are skin and bone and have anorexia and they're going into the hospital like we need to like as soon as you start as soon as you start um stating some food is good some food is bad as soon as you start having emotional reactions after you eat like you feel guilty or you feel the urge to have a workout then you're developing an unhealthy relationship with food or you have one so we need to speak more clearly about it it can ruin your life like it can absolutely ruin your life it can fuck with your head I based my self-worth around how much I weighed how much space I took up what foods I ate and I also um projected it onto my friends I think I I do think I have uh given my friends in the past unhealthy relationships with food from ignorance I won't be too hard on myself but it was wrong and that's why we need to talk about it like in lunch during secondary school I would always have the same thing every day apple and banana for small break uh, salad for lunch and when the girls would have normal food and just be living their best lives I would be judging them for the food that they would eat and be like oh I can never eat that and they're getting self-conscious about what they're eating and it was so fucked up and so wrong so I said this before to them but any of my friends um who are still listening to this um I'm so sorry because that's so wrong and I just had no idea. Like I had no idea. Um. Anyways, TY did TY. That was great. TY was um. I really enjoyed it because it was like the first year where I could have fun and relax a bit. Um. 
and yeah. But then I kind of dropped the usual um, shite that goes on to winter schools. Like, like it is so funny, but like Yik Yak and stuff. Like I remember uh, something being written about me on Yik Yak. And I was like so heartbroken, like crying in bed, um, because uh, me and uh, my friend Kate went to the Brit. Was there Ty Ball? I think it was uh, Bridget's Ty Ball. And our friend Grace was organising it. And we thought it would be great. And we'd sneak in some drinks. So, like, you know those tiny, um, the, it's like these tiny uh, bottles of dilute. But they're like circles. They're like a baby bell. And you, there's like Robinson's dilute in it. It was like one of those. It was tiny. And it's like something you bring in your purse and you put in water. Like, if, you're, if you want dilute when you're out. And I emptied it and put in, like, I'd say, I don't know, two shots of wine. Like, what? Like, such a waste of time. What would it do to you? And I had that in my purse. And then I think Kate had something else small in her purse. And we got the TY ball and our, our bags were searched. And we were so dumb that we didn't even think to like run away and like hide the shit. We just like handed them and were hope and hope for the best. And then as soon as we handed in the bags um, and Yoan who was there was looking through them. Like Kate started bawling crying. I was like, oh God, please. And she was just like, please don't. Please don't tell my parents. <laughs> and uh, she was so upset. And so then I had to get kind of like ballsy and be like, yeah, but fine, just take it. And then she was like, no, they're calling your parents. So Grace said, or we found out afterwards, Grace had made the call earlier to that if someone brought in drink to call their parents. Um, bitch. So, yeah, they called my dad and he didn't care. And he got in and he got us Chinese and he went on. Um, but anyways, um, why am I getting off topic? Oh, yeah. So after that, then. There was a post on Yikak and it was like, Yo H uh, shit herself at the TY ball. And I remember being like, I can't go to school for a week. I can't. This is the worst day of my life. I am a piece of shit. I'm the worst person ever. And I believe that. Isn't that so sad? I was just having a bit of fun. Wanted to have my little bit of wine at this lovely ball. And then I was a piece of shit for I don't know how long. Um, but yeah. Um, fourth year, generic, crack with the girls, playing Kamui, trying to have a bit of fun. Kind of, my eating disorder got bad again then. Um, so I obsessed over controlling food and leaving cert got bad. I lost a lot of weight and my periods stopped. I was eating from stress and from like starving myself for so long and then binging on Sunday nights because I was just a stressed mess, basically. But... Um, I would say my friends thought I was very happy. I'd say that they would, would think I was very um fun, but I was very anxious. And that's okay. That is okay. Anyways, so then summer again I didn't want oh, fucked up thoughts again. Even though I thought like I was getting better, like no, looking back, um summer I worked in Mike Spencer's. Um, shout out to Mike Spencer's and any of my friends from Mike Spencer's who listen to this, they probably won't. Adam, you might. Um, and then I went to Mike Spencer's and that was good crack. But I still stayed at home most of the time because I was like, if I go out, then I can't control my food and my drink intake. And the worst thing, the worst thing that could happen starting college is you're fat. That was my mindset. That is the worst thing because who wants to start college like that? As if it fucking matters. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, so I started college and it was fun you know uh, all the like I'd say I didn't meet one person who wasn't from the press um for the first 
nine months of college or whatever. Um, but it was fun. And me, uh, Ava, Gavs and Maz moved into Donald Street. So our first time moving out. And that was when my relationship with food started getting healthier because I started having fun and like actual fun. And I stopped obsessing over food. I mean, I still didn't eat enough. I still was depriving myself, but I wasn't obsessing obsessing over it. Um, I think as well, when you get a bit of perspective, when you start work and you start college, um, you get a bit of perspective on, you're just trying to survive. You're just trying to navigate stress and meeting so many people and not being minded at home. So I had less space in my brain to obsess over food. That was good. Um, I had many wobblers because I kept um, feeling like something was really wrong, like I need to drop out of my course, which I saw reflected in a lot of people around me. You were all like, what the fuck? When you leave Leaving Cert, you're like, yeah, I have no fucking clue what you want to do. And the people who do, fair play to you. Um, but a lot, a lot of people are just, they're going after um, or going down paths that, you know, seem like they are sorry my words are not coming today you know their parents want them for them and that becomes their dream their like family wants them for them their friends see them in a certain career and they follow that or someone says something to them and very few of us like have the privilege to take the time and think who am I really what do I really want and I think this is what I want this um podcast to be about I want people to talk about or like explore who they really are like what they really want um but I also want it to be fun and just have the crack too not too heavy but um yeah I saw it like reflected uh, around me that people were struggling but we were still all putting up a front and all turning up to drinks and all going out and getting hammered um and there was a lot of great time like we had a lot of fun in that apartment um and lots of funny stories but um I think all of us were struggling a bit, um, but we didn't talk about it because none of us, like, what would be the point? We were just trying to get through, um, and yeah, and then second year, um, after I, so I'll go back to talking about my own experience personally, after a year of doing my course, I battled between dropping out and staying in, dropping out and staying in, and I'm happy I stayed in, um, I really love my course, but I always wanted to do more music. Um, I used to always, when I came home from school, I had a piano and I'd sit down at the piano and I'd sing a few songs and it was just my favourite part of the day. Um, I didn't know what would come of it. I never thought of it in any other term, like in any other sense. I just, I'd come home from school and school would be whatever it would be. And I'd sit down at my piano and I'd sing a song and it would be so like therapeutic. And I missed it in first year because I wasn't coming home from college and singing songs um, and playing the piano. So I... I kind of get, kept getting like a pain in my belly and like itchy feet like I'm not I'm missing something here or I need you know I think we all do we get these pains I don't know it manifests in my belly but we all get these pains or aches that you're we're wandering from our true selves and we need to like listen to that and act on that what I did I um put up a post on um it go oh no what did I do first how did I actually learn oh yeah so I started off like, I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? I just knew I needed to do something. So I, just, I thought the most generic thing, this was in the end of first year now, so two years ago. 
Um, the most generic thing is to have a music page. Uh, Kim underscore music and I put up the covers and then I'm a music woman. Surely that's how it works. So I was videoing it and I remember like looking back now I videoed up my phone and any video I take I was like oh I look too way, way too fat there I can't upload it. I look way too fat. I can't. I wasn't even listening to how I sounded. I probably sounded shit but wasn't even listening. Um, and so many videos of me uh, trying to take up myself and I didn't know how to position it and I didn't know how the sound quality was but mostly it was how I looked oh I look too fat can't upload that so that's two three four hours wasted going to bed now hate myself again um so I that went on for a while and then it kept getting deeper in my belly like the need to be like I need to get back to myself or do something for myself um so I um started how did I actually start doing it I, oh, the, oh yeah, so I just knew I, I got this and this is the thing like when we get feelings or inspirations or urges to do something How many of us like say well, that's impossible. I won't do that. That'd be nice, but I won't do that Like we need to start acting on them Especially like at 21 um, so I got this urge to um, Email my lecturer for help um, Which was random but um, shout out to Ramin if you ever listens to this He's the biggest hero in NUI. Oh, he's amazing. Anyone who knows Ramin, he's just the most amazing person. Um, beautiful. Anyways, he, I said, I want to find other musicians to play with, which I wasn't sure if I did. I just thought you need a community, like you need people to bounce off and you need help. So he um, uh, directed me to this Facebook page, The Calling Music Hunter, and I. Uh, requested to be in the page and then I was added and then I put up a post and said like um, I sing and play piano and I'm looking for maybe a guitarist to play with and then two people replied and um, one of them was this lad and he was like let's speak in a musical love and no I fucked that let's uh, converse in oh fuck me what he actually said um, it doesn't really matter he was creepy anyways whatever he was saying basically saying we were gonna get to know each other um not through words but through the language of music and there was love in there somewhere it was weird so I didn't reply to him and then uh this guy Stephen Nelly uh replied and he seemed really nice and I went on to his Instagram page and he seemed he's got loads like a great guitar player he has loads of lovely guitar riffs so I um like set up a date to meet him and I went and met him in the college and he had all his gear and he was lovely and we went upstairs and we played some songs together and we had like a lovely time we sang each other our songs that we had written and it was so wholesome like it was amazing and I felt like finally I'm meeting like people uh, who love music too and who want to play and who want to sing and we went for lunch then and I was like oh my god we became best friends and then we came back and we played more music and then we agreed to come on and meet next week and then that was the start of my real music journey and we started playing together and writing songs together and making videos together and yeah it was great so that was the first year the summer first year uh worked in Rex and Spencer's lived in Westside with my friends um went on a mental holiday to Croatia and we wrecked ourselves and did all the generic um group uh 
grill grip stuff like that um yeah i i was always um i yeah i had a great summer but i was always kind of like a little bit sad and i didn't know why i was like oh, i'm a little bit sad i think maybe i'm a bit lonely i didn't know what it was but i was happy but i was still a bit sad and then i went to started third year no was it third year yeah and i still felt a little bit sad a little bit lonely and the girls would have their boyfriends over and i was like oh maybe that's why i was a little bit sad and a little bit lonely my new boyfriend and because men fix all our problems don't they um yeah that's all i needed for a boyfriend uh and so then i started going on dates like going on tinder going on dates it was kind of weird but it was kind of nice it was kind of fun and i think we should all go on dates um it's how you get to know yourself and other people um but they're just funny like uh and continued to play music with steven uh and we had a great time and then we started playing in the open mic nights on sunday nights in the russian uh dove and oh god they're amazing like i've never felt uh i've never enjoyed something so much like to even sit and watch like all the different kinds of people with all their different stories getting up and expressing something different like just fulfilled me so much and my friend emma uh, used to come and it was just gas and we had great fun like every sunday night and then uh we yeah so going on my dates uh in college uh going out with the girls playing music with steven who's uh, working in marks and spencers and I also started counselling, um, by, fuck's sake, I forgot again. Anyway, I started counselling uh, the summer of first year because I was still very anxious and counselling helped um, a lot because I had a really close relationship with my dad um, growing up and then he left when I was 17 and he cut contact. So we had no contact and I, looking back, that little niggling, that little feeling of loneliness, that little sadness that I had in first year and second year, wasn't a need for a boyfriend but I was just sad because I miss my dad and he I was grieving him so um yeah I was having the crack anyways in, in second year should I say third year oh fuck it doesn't matter I'm in third year now second year this is last year and I was going on my dates uh playing music in Russian Dove with Stephen and we had him open mic presents which was good so we had like a little concert and it was like awesome two other people and it was great um and I seen seeing just like dating lads and then I met this lad and he was lovely and he became a boyfriend and then uh, we were in lockdown so lockdown hit and then fast forward two year later um, I broke up with my boyfriend and lockdown is we're nearly on the way out of it and I keep getting these massive urges to make a podcast um the universe is sending me signs um but i know i just like spoke about myself there i don't i hope a lot of people could relate to any of that you know whether it's the eating disorder whether it's little feelings of sadness that make you think you need a boyfriend you don't um whether it's uh the need the craving to feel like you're with people or working with people who are more like you or to um, understand your friends more by having real conversations. I don't know, any of the above. And even if you don't, um, that's just my story. Um, and yeah, I'm going to get 
So that's, I would hope that myself now anyway. But I want to get other people who are in college to come on and tell their stories. And we can just help the laugh. We can talk about funny things. Um, but the main objective is, and it could change, but the main objective is honesty. Let's not sugarcoat things. Let's not try and project things that we aren't. Um, let's, because we all think, oh, it's better to project, to be the best version of myself, or what you deem to be the best version of yourself, because I think the best version of people are exactly as, as they are. And I'm trying to get into the habit of, like, if I meet people out on a walk and I'm crying or I'm upset, and they're like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, oh, you're good, Jeff. How are you? I want to be like, I'm shit. I feel depressed today. How are you? And that might sound like some, someone might say like, oh, you're, you're giving into negativity or you make people uncomfortable. But fuck me, we're not defined by, by our emotions. If I say I feel depressed, I'm not depressed. And if I was, there's no shame in that. But we know, like food, no emotion is good or bad. It's just, it just is what it is. Um, and I was actually uh, listening to a great TED talk there the other day. Um, it's called um, What If There's Nothing Wrong With You? And I'd recommend anyone to watch it. It's fucking unreal. And it was like, um, we all think there's things wrong with us. Like, say, even my friend Emma said, you know, I'm too emotional. And like, I, like knowing Emma, I know she's not too emotional. She is, I don't even want to say like the right, and I'd say this with air quotes, the right amount of emotional because there is no right or wrong amount. It just is what it is. Like, I might say, I'm too emotional, but what is, you know, what's wrong with that? And then I think, well, because um, I talk about emotions all the time. Well, what's wrong with that? And it's just like, when you think there's something wrong with you, ask yourself, what's wrong with that? It just is what it is. Yeah, I talk about emotions all the time. What's wrong with that? Oh, it can make people uncomfortable. What's wrong with that? Um, if people are uncomfortable, then they won't like me. What's wrong with that? Who the fuck cares if someone likes you? Um, I just thought it was a great analogy. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know if I'm going to upload this. I'm going to make myself, because why not? And hopefully, if I'm not, like, I don't care who listens to it, who doesn't. But I want, hopefully, one of my friends will come on. And they'll tell me their story. I think I might get Emma, because I live with her, um, to come on. And she is the most unreal person ever. My best friend ever. She's unreal. Uh, I just want to say that. Uh, yeah, so that is my story. Kinda. A bit. Hoping you have to fully tell your story. And if anyone listens to this, I hope they got something out of it. And yeah. So I'm proud of myself. I did that. It's been something I wanted to do for a long time. And yeah. Have a wonderful day. Bye. When you visit Arizona... Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.